Hello, my name is Maya Horgan Famodu. I am the founder of Ingressive and uh, now most recently Ingressive Capital. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Maya, again. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm excited to speak with you again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a minute because, I mean, uh, for listeners of our show who have only started listening to our stuff, to our content, uh, they may, may have slept on the African Tech Conversation series where you and I, you know, went on, you know, went in deep on how you came up in the business and you your really just sort of described your place, your space within Africa's emerging tech ecosystem. So if you haven't checked that out, go on, go ahead to africantechroundup.com, find the African Tech Conversation Series tab, click on that, find Maya's story and listen away because it's pretty compelling listening. But we're not here to talk about all that because that's, well, somewhat in the past because you're an investor nowadays. Dang, how'd that happen? <laughs> so... I'm still, I'm still part of Ingressive. By no means is that going anywhere. Um, I've hired a fantastic executive team, new CEO, CFO, COO, all of that. Imported some from Ghana, from the U.S., some from Nigeria. Um, Based where? Uh, we're headquartered in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, and so uh, that's still going on, running strong. And actually, the, the, uh, the services offerings have, actu- have expanded quite a bit. We do tech integration, so um, we're working with corporates and investors to help them build their Africa strategy, operate their Africa strategy over long, long term, one to two year subscriptions. Um, so, and then we've been working recently with like Facebook. We had a partnership. We've worked with Google. We've worked with, um, you know, a number of, a number of organizations. So, so that is still happening. Um, by no means has that ended, but what is recent is uh, we launched a $5 million early stage uh, venture fund and that's focused on the tech and tech enabled populations in Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana and South Africa and ac- interestingly a lot of our former clients for whom we either built their Africa strategy or introduced them to the market through our market entry services or things like that uh, um, um, several of our past clients in from different capacities are now LPs in the fund so for example Michael Seibel who's the y, uh, partner at Y Combinator we have a series of guys from Techstars um um, Starwood Waypoint, um, you know, a, a bunch of different, a guy from BlackRock, um, a bunch of different um, uh, LPs in the fund. Wow, congratulations. And I mean, you said that really quick, sort of an update on what Ingressive is doing, significantly more than what we talked about. <laughs> I mean, you were doing tours at the time we first yeah. spoke and that kind of thing. So you felt, well, things have come a long way from there. Yeah, because now I have a team <laughs> that changes everything. Uh, so, so one, yeah, we've definitely we've we've scaled out our team quite a bit, um, and we've gotten a number of, of of notable partnerships recently. So, so on the aggressive side, before we were really focused on getting people just simply exposed to the market. So bringing them through our, you know, week-long market entry trips. We bring cohorts of investors. We bring cohorts of, of co- corporates. And we introduce them to the tech populations in Africa and say, this is what you could do. And then at the end of the week, if they need our help, we'll help uh, structure the deals. That's what we did before. But then I found... Um, and and, and be- why are why we're now a tech integration firm is because those who come to the market they don't just come once and want to end their relationship with Africa. Um, they want to maybe they're not ready at the point where they're going to build an office on on ground, but they want to have an Africa strategy. They want to be investing regularly, and that's where we come in to run these organizations' Africa strategy. Um, and then also help and support as co-investment partners in the long term. And that has actually, what, what we do now, what Ingressive is now, is a, is a tech integration firm that helps corporates and investors market to 
train, invest in, build products for the tech-enabled and millennial populations across Africa. So, like for example, um, we represent the GitHub, and they're and we're working with them on their Africa strategy, and they're the the, the largest Git repository in the world. Um, if you write code, you're building it on GitHub, um, and so we are building out right now a decentralized developer network at every major university in Nigeria, and through that we can provide them with um, sponsored meetups every month. We can provide them with free Git services. We can help hack the GitHub growth at the same time building a lot of value for the African market. And so that's that's one case study and one project. We're also working with local banks and things like that. That's one example of um, of the work that Ingressive does. But fortunately, it's a very symbiotic relationship in that um, not only can our clients on the Ingressive side become LPs in the fund, but it's great deal origination. So a lot of the stuff we do is training the sort of um, first-to-market entrepreneurs and, and pre-entrepreneurs, the engineers at university, you know, providing them with services, having meetups every month, doing trainings, um, you know, building products for them that can help expand their businesses and scale their businesses. And, and, and that deal origination makes for a very convenient life as a venture capitalist because I see, I'm seeing, and, and my team is seeing everything before it even becomes something. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, it's just occurring to me listening to you that, you know, the folks at places like Accenture and maybe McKinsey, for whom I, I suppose, to be fair, I mean, they're well entrenched in, you know, established tech or established enterprises, as it were, in, in terms of consulting. But I imagine they'd look or listen to some of what you're saying and go, shouldn't that be us? No, maybe no, no. It wouldn't. It shouldn't be them at all. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you, you know what I mean. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go sig him. Um, but you know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's kudos to you too. I mean, in this context, I, I guess it's really a compliment. So you could you could call us, and 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 we're sort of in explaining what we do to the big banking clients. We are the McKinsey for tech, and so um, yeah, a lot of a lot of what it is is like an an either um, an, an an old bank will come and say we don't even know how to reach the millennial populations. What do we do? Or like, what we want to do, be a part of this engineer and startup. We want people to build on our, in, our, our, our core infrastructure, but how do we create campaigns and make it sexy so people want to? Um, and, then, and then it's our job to figure that out, build those products, and then create the campaigns and then sort of like test. Um, so, so, so yeah, in a, in, in a way, the ingressive side does function something like a McKinsey for tech. So let's talk about the investor side, which is why you're at this at this summit, which is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to be here. And actually, I'm flying back to Lagos tonight because we're hosting a thousand-person tech conference, High Growth Africa Summit, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And we just had a bunch of investors and 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 um, uh, MD of Angelus and, and a team of GitHub people just had them fly in today. So I'm going back to Nigeria for our conference next week. But yes, I'm here and I'm very excited to be here. It's been incredibly useful, a lot of great content. Um, and I'm here because I'm now an investor. And we didn't mention which which summit. It's the African Angel Investor Summit. Let's talk about this investor piece because tell me whether or not you're nervous. Because, I mean, you've obviously built a name and a brand around something you do really, really well. And and investments don't always go well. And, and, and I mean, you're in a very risky type of investment business. And how do you reconcile that given everything you've built to this, to, to so far? Absolutely. You know, so, so when I started out on this mission, my, 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 you know, the, 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 the why behind Ingressive has always been having grown up with family in Nigeria and the U.S., seeing the same brilliant people and, and, and those in Nigeria... Um, not able to scale as rapidly or scale at all due to lack of access to financing and a sort of um, uh, 
broken infrastructure in within the business sense. And those in the U.S. retiring at 30, retiring at 40, onto their third, fourth enterprise, blah, 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 having a great time as they didn't face those barriers. So realizing that, you know, the, the, the traditional brilliance is evenly distributed opportunity is not that there are that my, my core and my goal and my mission has always been to ensure brilliant people wherever they're located in Africa have the resources they need to build wildly scalable businesses that from day one has been my mission from day one um I didn't have the capital to do that myself, so I instead brought investors from other markets, convinced them that there was opportunity in Africa, brought them to the continent. Now we are creating relationships with big corporates so they can support and provide resources to these communities. And then now it's like a natural progression when my job for the last three years has been, hey, look at this really great entrepreneur, you should fund them, or you should provide them with this this you know training that you have, or you should, you know, being the spokesperson um, the advocate for African entrepreneurship at large, um, helping put deals together. You know, in the last year alone, our clients have done 12 investments. And that's like aggressive in- showcase deals, investing directly in aggressive showcase deals. Um, so, so it's not as if I have not been thinking like an investor and putting deals together um, over the last three years. Actually, that's, that's about all I've been doing. And so now, as opposed to working with other people's money and just bringing other people to put those deals together, now we actually have a, a place in the table. What's your thesis? I think you've given me a sense of what you have a heart for, but in terms of the business side of everything, uh, and also it occurs to me that there probably it's quite a different hat. I mean, I don't want to put you in a box or anything, but I certainly think you think of you more as an advocate for the scene than you are up until now, at least. I've thought of you more as an advocate for the scene, which isn't necessarily the the thinking or the approach that one might apply in you know in being a business or an operator or an investor in the scene. You know, so what's your thesis and how? How do those two sides of you come together? Absolutely. Um, I mean, then I guess that's been some misbranding on my part because um, that's not all we've been limited to in the past. Um, one, as far as the, the thesis for the fund. So we invest in, I'm, I'm just going to give you a very high level right now. We can get into the details as you ask more questions. But uh, tech and tech-enabled companies post-seed to Series A in Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, and South Africa. Um, we're looking at financial technology. We're looking at agriculture technology. We're looking at healthcare technology and uh, disruptive innovations in the telco sector. Um, we, I have an investment committee. Michael Seibel is at YC is on that. Benga Oyebode, um, and then Ashley Carroll at Social Capital. We have a, a couple other rock stars, um, and our LPs also serve, serve as advisors for me and for our uh, our uh, investment opportunities. So we're kind of trying to set up this this. It's it's of course a venture. A, a, structured venture capital fund, but one where everyone is very actively involved. LPs are more actively involved. Um, as far as on the day-to-day, it's me and, and I have a, uh, there's a vice president of the, of the fund. We actually just poached him from Silicon Valley Bank um, in the U.S. where he was doing venture financing. And before that, he worked at GT Bank in their SME financing for four years. Wow, fantastic. And so any successes to report to date? Any investments to date? Um, yes, we've made two investments, uh, and we're working on our third. So we're, we've invested in the, um, I guess, telecommunications space and the fintech space. Um, I mean, it's it's year one. You're allowed to say what you put your money in? Um, She's thinking, folks. So the wheels are turning here, and yeah, the mic awaits her response. I don't see why not. Okay, so we've invested in Tizetti and Paystack. 
Ah, very nice. And so do you have a, a limit on what you guys put in? Do you, what sort of conditions do you prefer in terms of going into an investment? Do you, you know, who needs to be on board with you? Or do you guys go in? Do you lead rounds? What do you do? No, no, no. So we, we strictly co-invest. Um, um, we also, so we do fifty dollars to $100,000 initial investments and then $250,000 follow-on investments. Um, and we have set up the fund in a way in which we can co-invest with our LPs so that we can continue to maintain our pro rata um, and, and also support the, the entrepreneur past the Series A. I've been asking all the investors I've spoken to so far, you know, about this investor bias thing. And um, how are you making sure um, as a firm that uh, you're not falling prey to a lot of what we report on the show about... Okay, let me, let me set it up this way. On the value tip, I, I totally understand how you know, money is money and the pursuit of profit uh, is no respect of, of persons and all the rest of it. And I can appreciate that no one has to do anything they don't want to do or have to do, especially if it doesn't suit them you know, or, their, or their wallets. Or their bank accounts. But that said, I, I mean, given what I know about you and having spoken to you before, I know what you have a heart for. I know, you, you know you're both American and Nigerian. And, and, and I imagine these issues are, are top of mind for you or you live them every day. Investment tends to favor certain kinds of people with certain kinds of profiles from certain places who have studied at certain institutions who are plugged into certain net- networks. How is your firm trying to to do better in this area? Yeah, so so two ways. Um, so, I mean, one, two, before I answer the two ways, um, we are looking at companies that are African-owned and African-operating. Um, so that means that... Um, yeah, I, I think you can deduce where that what that means. Um, and 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 secondly, we are looking at companies that are pan Africa focused or international focused, which which I find that the idea of um, oh I have this problem, this person has that problem, everyone in the world must have that problem. That idea of global scale is not something that's inherent in at least Nigerian society at large, Nigerian entrepreneurial society. So so that perspective, though it is is very quickly becoming um, part of the tech culture just generally, that's something that I find with people who have spent time abroad in ecosystems where that mentality is more pervasive. So I'm not saying that that by any means it is a core part that they must have gone to X school or gone to this other place or anything like that. But I tend to find that those there is a very strong positive correlation w- between those who have spent time. It doesn't have to be professional, or it doesn't have to be un- university or education. It could be just spent time in one of those markets that does um, that is known internationally for having that sort of mindset. Um, they have the the sort of pan African or international scale that we are looking for in our portfolio companies. So uh, now to go back to the point of how we are sort of uh, trying to combat that investor bias. One. With the deal origination work that we do with Ingressive, we are finding and working with entrepreneurs for years. So say we have all our um, sort of uh, signals. We, um, I, 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 of course, have my unconscious signal. So I'm looking for an entrepreneur that meets, that's this and went to, you know, lived here and blah, 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 those sort of things. Um, to combat that, we spend a lot of time with entrepreneurs from every different background, from Crew Tech, from University of Lagos, from, you know, a University of Ibadan, we're going there this Saturday, um, and, and providing them with resources and training and spent just getting to know them um, so that when they are at the time that they're asking for money and have sort of built their business, we are already have that comfortable relationship and sort of and can and can circumvent or get over those 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 otherwise what would be those signal biases. Um, 
So that's one way. And so, so the, the, the local initiatives that we're working on. And, and the other way is uh, as a woman and spending time in spaces that women occupy, I'm finding a lot more, um, I guess, female deal flow to combat that potential issue as well. My sisters go to University of Lagos. They live in Nigeria. My younger, my two younger sisters are at University of Lagos. My dad is a pastor at Mountain of Fire. Like I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm there on the ground. I'm seeing their communities and their tech communities and what they're building. So that provides, it's a lot easier to be connected to the um, emerging ecosystem outside of, you know, Victoria Island and, and Ikoyi and, but you know, it's, it's, it's easier um, having relationships and direct family members that are already outside of those spheres. You've got excellent street cred by the sounds of it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Niger agrees. So anyway, so thank you so much for being on the show. It's, it was really a catch up that I thought would take a little less than, uh, you know, like 10 minutes or, but it's, we're going on we're going on 20 minutes which is great that's fantastic I can talk <laughs> no no, no. It, it, it's all worthwhile it wasn't shooting breeze it wasn't token and I'd love to say um, uh, for entrepreneurs that are wondering how to get in touch and, and, and think they may have a be- business that's relevant for us so we look at as I mentioned again post-seed to series A tech and tech enabled so you your valuations at or under 7.5 million and you're building something that is pan-Africa or globally scalable uh, in the in the sectors that I mentioned before, fintech, health tech, agrotech, and um, telecommunications. Um, and so contact me. You can reach me by email, maya at ingressive.co. Just send me your executive summary in a brief uh, uh, a, a brief paragraph. Um, not too much, or I won't answer. <laughs> um, and I'm very excited. If we can't, if we're not, you know, if not relevant as far as an investment, definitely our ecosystem support services. Um, and I'm happy to talk to anyone that wants to reach out. Come on. Just thank you for being on the show. Uh, Really nice connecting with you right here in Cape Town. Yes. Thank you for having me.